Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Conrad, and this show is where we hear the real stories from real people changing the world. From everyday people to the top celebrities, all the conversations are real, raw, and always unscripted. Thank you for joining me today. Now let's get to today's guest. All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted and my still unnamed studios here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, a special guest today, a uh, really, really inspirational, especially where we're at um, with COVID and, and challenges and mental wellness and all those things. So let me let my guest introduce himself and we'll go from there. Hey, Aaron, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Christopher Greco, I'm the author of the book, Eight Steps to Overcoming Everyday Adversity. Uh, also CEO of a startup uh, in Kansas City called DealWise. I'm um, just excited to be here and, and ready to uh, rock and roll and get started. Yeah. And so let's start with the book because that's, that's really our connecting point was, was the book. So uh, let's talk about the book. But there, before we get to the book, there's a story that you have a personal story that led to the book. So let's start with that, if you don't mind. What, why don't you tell us your story and and then you know from there we can go into the book yeah yeah sure and so i lost uh, i lost my dad when i was 15 that's basically where the um the story that's the the story starts um providing that background my brother was 11 my sister was four years old and i had the idea of writing the the book eight steps to overcoming everyday adversity for years and years and years um and about three years ago, uh, I lost my best friend in a car accident, mm. you know, and, and his wife asked me to give, give the eulogy and his son, his oldest son was 11. So when I got up to the podium, he was a really well, uh, successful business person, entrepreneur in Indianapolis, uh, loved him. He and I just saw eye to eye and a lot of things. And in fact, we almost, I almost went to work with him. Mm. Uh, a few months before he died. So it was very impactful, but it was an honor to give the eulogy. And as I'm sitting there looking at his son, it just, all this emotion came over me. And, you know, what do you, you know, what do you say? And to your, you know, to the son, what message do you want to give him? So after the eulogy, a lot of people came up to me and and felt really moved by it. And I just said, look, I got to put pen to paper on this book because I have a lot in my head that I need to, you know, put into the book. So uh, I basically book, you know, I know you're a family man as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to find time to do things, right? right. So you got to make a living and, you know, spend time with your wife, your spouse and your kids. So I just booked, you know, four or 5 a.m., three, four mornings a week, two hours, and just got writing and writing and writing and writing. And finally I had about 10,000 words and and uh, I said, okay, I'm, I'm, we're on our way. And I spent about the next uh, uh, six, nine months getting into a place where I can you know, bring on a publisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was in 2019. And, uh, and we launched uh, in September of this year. Very cool. It's actually on Amazon and it's gotten 42 reviews and sales are, you know, sales are always tough, but it's growing. And uh, I'm really happy uh, I'm getting personal, um, you know, calls and, and emails say, you know, where people talk about specific points of the book that really uh, impacted them. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that, that uh, even if, if it impacts one person uh, it's, it's, a, for me, it's a, a success. 
And you, you and I've spoken before, and I, I would tell you the two things that I told you, I think the first time we spoke, and that was, you know, I think, number one, I, I guarantee your dad's proud of you because, Thank you. you know, not just for a book, but because of who you've become uh, at 15 years old, you know, you had to become provider and protector in your home. You were the oldest child. And so, so I guarantee that your dad is proud of you today. And I, I've never met him and, and, you know, yeah, I get to meet him one day in heaven. Uh, <laughs> the other thing I would tell you is, you know, I know your brother went into a uh, service for our country and, and for that, I'm thankful. Anyone that serves our country that allows my family to have freedoms. Um, I'm, I'm very thankful. So those two things yep. I want to make sure that, that I say again to you, but, um, you know, in terms of, of writing the book, the, the timing couldn't be better for such a time as this in terms of yep. adversity and what we're facing. And um, I would tell you really quick too, I, I, in, high, in college, I lost uh, two of my closest friends to a car accident. So I, I've, I've felt that pain wow. and it was instant, you know. Um, but then the other thing I would tell you is I also lost a good friend about 10 years ago. It's hard to believe 10 years, wow. um, almost 10 years this month. Um, I lost a good friend of mine to colon cancer. And um, I gave, I too gave his eulogy and wow. it's tough. It's tough to look look the the children of of um your friend yes, in the eye. and especially when they're the kids are your kids age man yep. that, that just hits different and so um i i'm with you i i i feel you on both of those things losing of a friend but also losing a friend and then having to uh speak into his family's life is is difficult but it's it's life-changing i think it, it gives you a chance to evaluate so it sounds like you really had that chance yep it definitely. I, I mean, it was interesting about it. It, it feels it's almost like as humans, our back has to be put against the wall before we really act. Right. 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 And and I, my message in the book is that it doesn't have to get to that to that point. Yeah. You know, if you, if you there's there's a store my story, and then I also talk about my brother who's a stud. He you know 11 years old. I went away to school. I went you know from Miami to Washington D.C. He ran the household, the same thing when he was 14. Wow. Spent Friday and Saturday nights at home watching my, or at the time, my seven-year-old sister. So mm -hmm. my mom could pick up a couple extra shifts as a nurse, right. you know, make it to, to make ends meet. Uh, so he's, he and my mom are really the hero uh, of, the, of the book in my mind. But when I, when I look at the, when I look at the, the story and then, uh, you know, I reflect back, okay, what got, you know, cause all three of us are successful. My mom is still alive, she's 83. Um, she's healthy, you know, she had a little bit of dementia setting in, but she still remembers a lot, um, but she's happy. And I would consider that, you know, our story is a, is a success. So what are the steps that I really, uh, I, there's a lot of steps. What were the really key ones? And it came out to be eight. I didn't go out and say, what are the eight steps? What are the key steps? Yeah. And yeah. of the eight, I think the most important one, uh, is the first one, which is affirm I'm not a victim. And, and I, I was, I was a victim. I felt like, you know, God has it out for me. Everybody, everybody's wearing nicer clothes, nicer shoes. Uh, their dad's coming home every day. I, I got screwed. Right. 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 You just, there, there's no, there, there's no good ending to that story. When you, there's no good ending with that mindset. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm glad that I had the right mentors to quickly. I mean, it was, it was not, it was about a, a I would say maybe a month or two after my dad passed away. I was kind of by playing victim, running around with the wrong people, um, making trouble, uh, not being a good example, uh, not being the example I should for, 
you know, from my, my brother, uh, making it not really as easy as I could have for my mother, but I quickly snapped out of it. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the first, first step of firm, not a victim. And then you know, the step that my mother, it's a phrase that my mother always used was that, you know, she said, Christopher, you can do anything and everything. And I, I, you know, that's, that's a mom, right? But right, as humans, we can do, so the step is you can believe, convince yourself that you can achieve almost anything and everything that you want, almost, right? There's some limits, right? I'm never going to be, be able to play, you know, beat LeBron James. He can spot right. me 60 points. It'll still right. be 60-0, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it will be 60 I want to be clear on that. It will be 60-0, yeah. but... Yeah. Yeah. The, the point is, is that we got to believe that if we set our mind to it, we can, I know people hear it all the time, but there's hearing and there's believing. Mm -hmm. And what I'm finding with the book is that people are saying, okay, I think I believe it because the, there's a story that the, the, the foundation to the, the steps are the story. Yep. Yep. I, just a normal guy. I'm not famous. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm just a normal, regular guy who faced, you know, faced a problem you know, dealt with it. And now, you know, I'm, I'm CEO of a company, right? right? 20 right. people growing, growing revenue, uh, uh, product that, 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 that changed the lives of, of small business owners. And I'm, you know, I'm proud of it. And, and so it's, and so I'm proud of what we accomplished, you know, together as a family. And I'm proud of the, you know, being able to pay it back by writing, writing uh, this book. And there's, so there's eight steps in there. And you just mentioned that you, you've not only run the current company, but you've also helped other companies as well, right? I mean, that's, that's some of that, from what I understand, that's, that's the role that you've taken on is you've, you've assisted other companies who've been very, very successful. And, and I think a lot of that you've had a hand in. So that's why I say your dad's got to be proud of you. And our dads would be proud of us no matter what, because you and I are both dads. Um, we're we're going to be proud of our kids no matter what they do, but you know, it, it is pretty special to know, given the adversity that you faced early on, and, and that's why I think the book is so powerful. Um, given the, the adversity that you faced, you were still able to go on and achieve and, and continue to achieve amazing things because a lot of people could get really stuck in the, as you just said, step number one, and that's not being the victim. And I think in 2020, we've, we've all been the victim. Yeah, Whether yeah. we like it or not, we're, you know, um, we've all been the victim in some way, shape or form. Our poor kids have been the victims of losing seasons and losing, you know, school and everything else. So what are some of the other, and you don't have to go through all these steps because I, I wanted people to go get the book, but, but just to give an idea, I think in a year that we're looking at adversity straight in the eye and we have, I think for most of us, we have to admit we're facing adversity where a lot of us just like to ignore it. And it's just noise. We're facing adversity. What are some of the other ways that this book can help? It, uh, I go deep into I, one of the steps focus on mindset. There's, there's fixed mindset where uh, this is, this is who I, this is where I'm from. This is who I am. I can't do anything about it. Right. There's growth mindset. I know where I, I know where I come from. I know where I'm going. I know where I am and I know where I'm going. Right right? Growth that again, you can do anything. And I think that when COVID hit, I mean, look at 2020, I mean, I mean, I don't want to, I'm just thinking I, I, I launched a book and I became CEO of a company. It's a pretty good year in yeah. the, 
over the year, right? Right. And you know, Dave Ramsey talks about this all the time. Like he, he does, I think in one of his books, he talks about like the he's walking along the street and he talks about two landscapers, uh, and there's a two the two thousand eight recession. Um, one of them says, my business is, my business is, you know, is doing, is not doing well, woe is me. And the, you know, about an hour later, he comes across another landscaper who says, I'm crushing it. I have more business than I know what to deal with. Right. I mean, it's part of mindset. You pivot, you, you know, you, you, this life is not the straight line. Yeah. It's curved. Yeah. You take vote, you take a step backwards, you take forwards, take, you know, five step backwards. Uh, it's just a matter of okay, just keep grinding and keep keep moving moving forward. And that you got to maintain the belief that things do not things things are always here's here's the, what, from if there if, I, if this book communicates anything. Things always take longer and harder than what they seem. Absolutely, right? Absolutely, things always take longer and are harder than they seem. I don't care where you're t- finding love, getting married, staying married losing weight, finding a job, getting promoted. I can go, that list, I can go a hundred deep, right? Right. And I think that if, I think that part of the problem, the, the societal problem that we have is that too many people that are unproven, unaccomplished are now preaching that things should be easier, that yeah. you're a victim, that, that uh that things sh- that that it's not your fault mm-hmm. i mean when i when i if and that's completely wrong that's not how life works right right there's no such thing as the free ride and there's no such thing as an overnight in 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 99 of the cases an overnight success yeah things things take time and i it's unfortunate that um that especially our kids they're just not they're there it seem to be t- being taught differently than, than maybe you and I grew up, Aaron, right? Right. right. What, what is the quote? Uh, overnight success usually takes 15 years, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's a famous right. quote and I think it's right, right. on, you know? I mean, right. um, you know, we all want, we didn't gain, I didn't, I didn't gain all the weight that I've gained in COVID overnight. <laughs> and I'm not, gonna lose, I'm not gonna lose it in the morning, you know? But, but, but being consistent and being, you know, uh, open and, and, the same mindset that I had, as you said, mindset, the same mindset that I had to gain it, I got to have to lose it. And, and, you know, and um, yeah, I think, I think that absolutely overnight success, you know, there, there's, there's viral, right? There's, there's that moment, but, but getting the viral, whether it's a video or TikTok, uh, Instagram post, a blog post, a video, a podcast, you had to put in a lot of work at some point, something's going to catch fire. If you're lucky, if, if you're lucky, and if not, then that work taught you something. Every, exactly every day that you came in and did another podcast and then wrote another blog post, exactly went, to the, went to the gym, whatever it is that for every person listening to this, um, which I want to talk about because you've done some pretty amazing things, um, that didn't happen overnight. And it certainly didn't happen without the work. So you got to put in the work. And, and one of my key principles in my, my business career has been own it. Too simple, yep. own it. You got to own it. And if, if I fail, I got to own it. If I do well, I got to own it. And if, if people would just own it, uh, as you said, um, I think, you know, mindset would be different if I would just own, exactly right. own my mistakes. Not, I'm not the victim. I, I either created this situation or I was fortunate in this situation, but either way, I got to own it. I got to embrace it. I got to, I got to, I got to 
um, really taken on, you know, and yep. it, it's mine. I got to own it. So yep. uh, with that, you've, you've had some pretty tremendous uh, sports accomplishments in terms yep. of, um, so let's talk about that. You, you, you know, because again, we, we talked about this before we have uh, discussed this. Um, you've had some huge accomplishments in terms of triathlons and, and, and Ironman, correct? Uh, half, yeah, half Ironman. Cause I gotta, I gotta respect, I gotta respect those who did the, the full Ironman, which is actually dope. It's uh, you know, 120 miles versus the 70, um, that I did, but I can't, I can't, my wife always says to me, seriously, you're not going to, you're, you're going to underplay the, the, the fact <laughs> 70 miles in, in six hours, right? Uh, right. swimming, biking and, and, and running. And you, you totally cramped up from, from he, I did, I did, I did a, a 70.3 Ironman, um, uh, in, uh, in Tempe, Arizona. Wow. And I, and as soon as I got, I, I, I crushed the, I, this, I'm a swimmer. So the swim was easy. The bike went very well. And, um, and I got off the bike and half mile into the half marathon, the 13 miles, I just totally, my legs like locked up. Crazy. And, and, uh, and, you know, you think about, I think it was Lacey Johnson. Now he's the, he, he, this, this gentleman has no legs and he did the 13 mile Spartan race, right. you know, on his, uh, you know, essentially on, on his arms. I, and he just popped in my head and I said, and a few others, and I said, all right, let's just get to mile one. Just yep. get, just get to those water station. Yep. Use some potassium. You're cramping up and uh and yeah and then get to mile two and i and and i was i was trying to pace like a, a nine you know nine and a half minute mile and um i was only able to hold 10 you know 10 10 30 um, because when i try to speed up I, my calves just start cramping again so that that's that that was the set of cards for, for that and i was trying to break six hours i did 607 or something but whatever i fit i finished it finished right ran, I, that surprisingly that run that 13 miles uh um i ran it 86 percent of the time wow which i was really surprised given how much i was i was i was cramping up but yeah, the, yeah. you know those those, those those distance events and i'm not built i'm you know 200 200 pounds six foot um i'm not built like a lot of the, the, the 160 pounders passing me, right. you, know, you know, on the bike and the run, boom, boom, right. right. right? Yeah. Uh, and you're just trying to big guy trying to get through it, trying to get through it. But yeah, those, you know, those type of, when you do those, when you do those things that really challenge you and I'm anything that challenges you, a 5k might challenge you mm -hmm. uh, a mile, a, you know, just jog, running a mile, just that, that, that's a challenge, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a huge challenge. Right. Um, uh, it, it helps, it helps you grow because when you do that, you're like, Hmm, let me see if I can do two. Cause I did, I did three, uh, I did three triathlons before I did the, the Ironman. Wow. Half Ironman. And you do, I did a sprint and then I'm like, ah, I could probably do an Olympic. Okay. I'll do an right. Olympic. I'll do another Olympic. Right. Um, or two sprints Olympic. And then I'm like, you know what, let me just, just take the leap, just go and train. And yeah, so it was, it was one of the, the, the best, uh, uh, experiences in my life. And it, it really is. And I, we, we, again, you and I've talked about this before too, but um, you know, anybody, even if you do a 5k, a couch to 5k, you walk a 5k, you, you did it. And it doesn't yep. matter what the time was. Nobody's going to, you're not going to get to the gates of heaven 
and they're going to say, well, I don't know. You only did, <laughs> you know, <laughs> nobody cares. I mean, at the end of the day, you can say, I did a 5k, I did a 10k, I did a, a half marathon, I did a full marathon. I did an Ironman, I yep. did a half Ironman. Who cares? You did something that no one can ever take away from you. And you, when you put that medal on, it means something that day. It means something. Sure. And uh, you and I talked about it as well. The fact that, that, um, you know, if you ever want to get some, some inspiration, go to the finish line at even a 5k, just go to the finish line and stand there yep. and look at everybody crossing the finish line. Yep. And um, you won't, they won't tell you your story as they're finishing. Yep. Every one of those people has a story. And yep. there, a lot of people are doing that for someone, for themselves, to leave something behind. It's an accomplishment, man. That's a huge accomplishment. And I had to think it helped you as you wrote the book. Um, did, and I, I think I asked you this before, and I apologize for forgetting. Did you write the, did you write the book after or, or during that training? So that was, so the book, I was, I was, I, no, I actually put pen to paper after. After. And I had then, to think that, that, that all that, that was 20, that was, that was 17. Yeah. It was, it, it was, it was after. Yeah. But you bring, you bring up a good point about how everybody has a story uh, for your, for your viewers. If they, um, if you Google or go to YouTube and just Google the Chick, uh, Chick-fil-A training, mm. they have an excellent training video with the, it, that's foundational on everyone has a story and they use it to train. If you go into Chick-fil-A, it's a, it, it is a, mu it is a much better experience and mm. for fast food, right? Right. Than going to a McDonald's, right? The way, you know, may I refresh your beverage? Sure. People walk the, their, the, the employees will walk their food out to you sitting down. Right. 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 Uh, and the training, and I met Dan Cathy, the uh, mm -hmm. president and uh, yeah, he, I read part of his book and yeah, it's a, it's an amazing philosophy, but yes, every, if you go through life, understanding that everybody has a story, it really changes your, it's, it, it really, it changes perspective and it'll change the way you, you treat and deal with people. Mm -hmm. No doubt. And I, I was talking to a friend of mine today in Virginia and uh, we were talking about the podcast and I said, man, everybody's got, I just said exactly what you just said. Everybody's got a story and I just want to help them tell it. And he said, everybody needs to hear a story. Yes. Wow. I was like, man, that's, that's a shift for me. And it almost, almost shifts how this podcast goes is I felt like I, I wanted to get people on like yourself to tell their story. And the reality is I want people to hear the stories of people like yourself. Right? We're not pioneers, right? We're not, pioneers. we got it. We got to see that somebody else has done it. Mm -hmm. And then, then we're more inclined to do it, but then we're like, I'll think about it. I'll think. And then, then you finally see one, two, three, and I, I, I think there's several hundred thousand. Um, I might even be a million people that have done, done, a, done an Ironman. I don't know. I, I, I think the number is that big. But you're, it's, just, it's just surprising um, uh, how, many, you know, how many people seek to, uh, seek to try and accomplish something, but they have to, they have to see that somebody else has, has, has done it first. Yeah. Somebody's got to pave the way. But at the same time, every, every one of those finish line stories is different. It is. I'm, I'm trying to get a PR, whether it's I'm just yep. finishing for my kids, whether it's I overcame addiction. There's a yep. million stories at that finish line. Yep. So at the end the of the day, man, you, you've done it. The you concept that you bring that up, Aaron, the, the concept of the, your personal best or personal record, mm -hmm. that, that is, that is, that is a, that's important for, for living life because you, you know, you can't compare, you can't always be comparing your performance to another. And my right. coach in swimming or running, your competitor is the clock. I mean, it, and for the, and while you were training is the clock. Yep. Yep. Right? And uh, I, the concept of doing your personal best 
every swim meet or every day, uh, were you better today than you were yesterday? Personally, I think that that's an important, that's a great way to, to, to live your life. Were you better today uh, than, you know, than you were, were than you were yesterday? hundred percent. And I, it's funny because I have, uh, I have a daughter that swims. I have one that runs track and I have one that plays baseball. Nice. And, and it's awesome. interesting they get it from my wife. Um, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting because track and swimming, it's all based on time. Yep. But you could be on a track all by yourself. It, you know, where you bet baseball is a little different, especially because I have a pitcher. So yep. you could throw, you can throw 75, but if you've got movement, yep. who cares? You could yep. throw 99, but if you have no movement and they're sitting fastball, you're, you're, you know what I mean? Yep. It's, so it's been interesting for those three, but, but all that to say, um, yep. we're facing, we're, we're getting ready to turn the calendar, uh, another yep. page on the calendar. A lot of people are looking at it and, and I, I don't know where you are. We've never talked about it, but I imagine you're probably where I am. And it's just another date on the calendar, but a lot of people this time of year, uh, new, you know, resolutions. And a lot of people I think have taken 2020 to evaluate where the heck am I and what's going on in my life. A lot of us have struggled through, a lot in 2020. So as, as someone who's written a really a, a, a fantastic book that helps me face adversity and also probably helps me set some goals for myself in 2020, what's your best advice? Because again, I don't, I don't want to give away the book, but I do want you to really talk about um, why should I get the book? What's the best advice in that book that's going to help me as I turn that calendar from December to January? Yeah. Well, I would definitely say, I mean, I definitely say get the book. There right. Yep. There, yep. Right. I would definitely say get the book because you can see how quick of a read. I mean, this is this is a this is a two hour read. Drop your Facebook, your Twitter for a couple for for, for a couple nights during the week or, right. or right. get through the book. There's really there's really three um, there's three sections of the book. There's there's my story and the story of a couple others. Uh, there and then there's an area for reflection. And then there's the eight steps. Yeah. So you actually can reflect and write in the book. And I believe, so the advice is, is this, look, without, without commitment, you'll never start. Without consistency, you'll never finish. And I find that what the, the, the underlying factor to both of those is if you're going to commit, you need to write it down. If you're going to be consistent, you need to write it down. And I think that whatever uh, you know, goals or objectives you have for yourself, you need to write it down. So my advice for 2020 is write, a, reflect on it by writing it down. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, my way of reflecting for 2020 is I wrote a, I wrote a prayer. I wrote, I wrote an adversity prayer right. that I recite almost every morning. Right. Um, and it, it's basically basically inspired by the events in you know in 2020 between COVID. Uh, leaders making bad decisions about it and some good decisions, but good and bad decisions, watching how some people deal with it, how I dealt with it, how my family dealt with it. Uh, and then, you know, and then I've written some you know, objectives down uh, for, you know, 2021, but it's on, you know, it's ongoing. I mean, the, the, the art of writing things down and, you know, gets you really gets yourself, I think, uh, uh, committed uh, to do to doing what you wrote down. I think that's that's important. It just can't be, you know, verbalized. It's, for me, it's just been all. It's 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 important part of 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 your of your life's follow through. And we we're we're living in tech tech 
technology world, I can't even say it right. We, we live in a world that, that our iPhones are everything. So I could, I, but I think in the same respect, in case I don't want to write because nobody writes anymore, yep. <laughs> right? Yeah, you can, I could still put it in Google, I could still put in Apple Notes or Google Keep or Good Notes or any, any yeah. of the zillion apps that are out text there. I could still commit it yeah. to paper. I could commit yep. it to something where I put it down, right? Yep. The, th the thing I'll say this is that I mean, we're so, we are in a digital, uh, we are in a digital world, but there's something to be said about having some analog time. Right. 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 And that's, yeah. Uh, so if I, th I think that 75% of my book sales are, are the paperback, awesome. the other 25 are Kindle, right. uh, which is fine. Uh, Kindle, it kind of feels like a little bit like a, you know, paper a little bit, yeah. but um, I think that the analog time is important. So yeah, I, I would almost be kind of push on, Hey, just get a pen and paper, write it down and put it somewhere where you can, you, I, I'm sure everyone's gotten this advice before, but it, it's, it's, a, it's not the advice. It's, 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 are you going to act on it? Right. 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 Yep. And, and I think, I think that, that the advice, you know, kind of in the book, um, I think some of it, some people find it to be unique, especially when they get the first four steps, the way it's phrased, how direct it is, it's action oriented. The other, the remaining four, the other, the back four steps, I think people will be like, wow, um, I really haven't thought about life in that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just encourage, you know, you know, pick up the book. And uh, if you like the book, tell me and tell me your story. You can go to my website, uh, uh, ChristopherGreco.org. And, and there's the place in there where you can send me a you know, personal message. Um, and uh, I love to you know, hear from our readers. I've heard from a bunch of them. And I'm really happy to hear how moved they are. And it's just encouraging to me because it's a big, big time investment to, to, you know, to, to write it, right. to write a book, no matter well, how big or small. 100%. I, and I've, I've have a lot of people that have asked me to, uh, to write a book based on my blog earlier years. And Good. Someday, someday. I always say that, right? Someday. Maybe that'll be in my goals. I'll write are that you, are, are you, are you, are you an uh, early riser or are you a night owl? Both. <laughs> I'm a lack of sleep. I, I just get five hours of sleep a night, Chris. That's how it is, right? <laughs> I'm Mid a lack of sleep. Right, yeah. right. I'm, I'm up early. I stay up late and uh, neither one's good for me. But, but uh, no, man, I, I um, so, so you mentioned that in case somebody's driving down the road, what are the links? You mentioned one already, and I'll have them in the blog post. But yep. what's so the it, links? Yeah, it's www.christophergreco.org. That goes right to my site. You can buy the book, and the link will take you to the to Amazon. If you go to Amazon, if you punch in, if you type in, excuse me, uh, eight steps adversity, it'll it'll come right to the top. Awesome. It'll come awesome. right to the top. So, and I think David Goggins' book is—it might be above me or below me—but he's he's a, he's a, a well-published New York Times bestseller. Uh, but yeah, Eight Steps Adversity, and a, it a, it'll come up. Um, and the, there's a Kindle version, and there's a, a paperback. I encourage you to um, get the paperback, and hope to you know hope to hear from some of your listeners, Aaron, and yeah. um, uh, just happy to you know spend uh, the time with you today. Man, we've uh, we've met twice now, and uh, yep. I've walked away both times really inspired and, uh, and and appreciative of your time, and uh, yeah. wish you all a very merry Christmas. I really thanks. do, and uh, thanks for coming on. Um, I hope this book 
I hope this book helps people as we face 2021 and we, God only knows what's next. Truly God only knows yeah, what's next. God only knows. You're right. But, uh, but at the same time, we can, we can always be prepared. We can always work on ourselves. We can take this opportunity to, uh, not necessarily take it versus Hey, if, and I've said this on a few things, if, if, um, the one thing I, I thought of wanting to do when they, they shut down everything was start a podcast. And here I am talking to somebody that's written an, a powerful book. And, and that's just one of, it's just been an amazing run ride for me, uh, despite the adversity, despite so much loss, despite so much disappointment in 2020. Um, man, I'm thankful that I get a time to spend with you and, and to meet you. And All, and all on this side, all on this side. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that we'll be running any, any uh, Ironmans anytime together. Um, but, but man, if you ever come through Columbus, you always have a place. And I'm thankful for your time and Thank your friendship. You. And uh, we'll make sure we get this up. And, and uh, hopefully uh, people will take a look at it, man. Uh, thanks, Aaron. All right. Merry Christmas to you. Talk Thank to you soon. Likewise. Merry Christmas. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.